Hi, I'm Shashank Bhargav and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. On Sunday, the Chamoli district in Uttarakhand witnessed massive flooding. For reasons that are still not clear, the deluge bust through the Rishiganga River. After this flooding, close to 150 people are reported to be missing and two hydropower projects and a key bridge have been severely damaged. Among those missing are laborers at the project sites, over 30 staff members and two police personnel. In this episode we take a look at what we know so far about how people have been affected in the region, the damage that the flood has caused and the possible reasons why this might have happened. For this we first speak to Deepthi Mantiwari who reports on government agencies for the Indian Express. The first information about the incident came at around 10:45 a.m. on Sunday when local people informed uh, the Chamoli police that they had heard a loud sound uh, first which appeared to be something very heavy crashing into something and then that there was a deluge and uh, there was this massive force of water which had rushed in and it was breaking down reservoirs and bunds and dams and this information then was relayed by the local police to the ITBP which is the largest force present in that area joshimat is very close to the place where this incident happened which is the rainy tapovan area where this thing happened and 26 kilometers from there the ITBP has a huge base at joshimat so the first team of rescue people were rushed by the ITBP Deepthiman says that incidentally the ITBP that is the Indo-Tibetan Border Police also has an outpost near Tapovan and it is through this outpost that massive rescue efforts have taken place in Sunday because workers near that area have been trapped in tunnels so they were the first responders men from the outpost and then around 250 men from ITBP Joshimat base which also included mountaineering experts from ITBP's mountaineering institute at Oli so they have special equipment they keep rescuing people in the high reaches of himalayas and they are very well trained to do it and they are expert mountaineers so this team was rushed in the morning itself the initial assessment of the situation at the place revealed that at least two reservoirs had been broken down both were hydroelectric power projects one is the rishi ganga power project another was the dholi ganga power project both got completely damaged the reservoirs were broken down with the force of the water and uh, on the rishi ganga barrage uh, there were some 150 workers who were working on the project and they are feared to have been washed away apart from these workers he says there were also six goat herders who had taken their animals for grazing in the morning and they are also reported to be missing there were four five huts near the barrage where the workers lived they also got swept away apart from that at tapovan where there is another hydro project there were some 50 odd workers working in the in two tunnels so they got trapped inside the tunnel because the water along with it brought massive amount of slush 
and debris which has blocked the opening of the tunnels so these people have got trapped inside one of these tunnels deepthiman says was cleared by the itbp personnel on sunday itself and from this tunnel 12 people were rescued and no casualties emerged from it all the 12 people are alive and they are recuperating at the itbp hospital joshimath work on another tunnel is still on people are still working on there are earth movers indian army itbp and sdrf personnel and ndrf personnel are working on the site to remove the debris and uh, rescue the people trapped inside talking about the response of the state and the central government deepthiman says that both were quick to respond after the reports of flooding emerged on sunday state cm trivendra singh rawat as soon as he received the information he left for the spot of the incident and he was there by afternoon strf troops which are state disaster response force troops were mobilized immediately they also reached the spot and assisted itbp personnel in rescuing the people local police also has been involved and the entire state machinery has been working on at first rescuing the people as of this recording 26 bodies have been recovered from the spot and down the stream and some are feared to have flown further down the stream due to the force of the water home minister amit shah who was at that time in maharashtra he spoke to chiefs of national disaster response force and the indo tibetan border police force ndrf teams which were stationed in uttarakhand at that time were rushed immediately apart from that the home minister ordered that at least three teams from delhi were airlifted and dropped at dehradun from where they have now joined the rescue operations so the national crisis management committee headed by rajiv gauba cabinet secretary also held a meeting yesterday afternoon and certain directions were given out to all the agencies which were involved in rescue operations so at the moment the focus is on rescuing people at a later stage uh, the real damage both in terms of life and property will be made both itbp and ndrf are working to rescue and recover more than 150 people that are missing and believed to be trapped inside the two tunnels in the area the tunnels have been flooded with debris and until yesterday forces had cleared a 90 meter stretch of debris from the bigger tunnel and about 100 meters of clearing was still left to do meanwhile the state government has also announced that 4 lakh rupees will be given to the families of those who were killed and pm modi said that 2 lakh will be given to the next of kin of those who have lost their lives and 50000 rupees to those seriously injured Now like mentioned earlier scientists and experts are still trying to figure out why this happened what could have caused this intense flooding among the things that is being talked about as the most likely cause is something called the glacial lake outburst flood also called glof to understand what this is and the other possibilities that scientists are thinking of we talked to amitabh sena our resident editor in pune who reports on science and environment for the indian express he starts by explaining what glof is basically what happens is as the glaciers retreat and we know most of the glaciers in the himalayas are retreating because of global warming so 
as the glaciers retreat at their tip, at their end point, they leave out some water which develops into a lake. And these are called proglacial lakes. Basically, lakes at the tip of the glacier. Amitabh says that these lakes at the tip of the glaciers can vary in size depending on what is happening to the glacier. The lakes themselves can be a few square meters in the area to a few hundred square kilometers. So they can be fairly large. And what happens is glaciers recede at a very small pace. So it's not as if it will get enlarged all of a sudden. Uh, But as the glaciers keep on receding, the size of these lakes increase. This, like mentioned earlier, is happening in large part due to global warming and the snow cover retreating. Now, Amitabh says that these lakes are held in a fixed place by natural boundaries, consisting of sediments, rocks or boulders. And if these uh, boundaries somehow, because of some reason, if they get breached, then you have these large volumes of water just gushing downstream with massive force. And they lead to flooding and also cause destruction downstream. So this is the kind of event that scientists are suspecting might be behind Sunday's incident. Although as of now, we are not sure uh, because people are still going there and trying to ascertain what might have happened. But this is one event that a lot of people suspect might be the reason. Amitabh says that GLOF events are not very unusual. They do take place once in a while, which is one of the reasons that this is being considered as a strong possibility. There are some other possibilities also, but their chances are relatively lesser. So something like a cloudburst event, for example, wherein you have massive rain in a very small localized area For a short duration of time. So if you have something like a place is used to getting, say, 10 millimeters of rain on any given day, and suddenly you have 1,000 millimeters of rain within one or two hours uh, time period, and in a very localized place, you know, say a few square kilometer area, then that also leads to huge accumulation of water. And the cloudburst events are quite common in the mountainous regions, but mostly in the monsoon season. This is not the time where you would expect a cloudburst to happen, right? And cloudburst events generally also result in uh, a large amount of waters, uh, you know, the uh, water levels in the mountain rivers rising up and also flooding in the low-lying areas in the valley. Uh, So those kind of things do happen, but this is not the time of the year where you would expect such a And even though the possibility of a cloud burst might be low, scientists are still not discounting it. Mainly because it's possible that, you know, a cloud burst event would have happened somewhere in the remote areas in the Himalayas where we don't have instruments to record an event. So those kind of uh, possibilities are also being checked right now and we would get to know about these things only maybe in a couple of days the scientists today would have reached this site and they would be trying to ascertain what might have happened so there are possibilities 
but amongst the possibilities the most likely possibility that everyone is talking about seems to be that of a glacier lake bursting and resulting in a glough event the sights of the deluge and reports of floods immediately reminded people of the devastating floods that occurred in the state in 2013 the disaster that had killed more than 5000 people and caused massive destruction Amitab says that multiple factors had been involved in that disaster which included both a cloud burst and a glough this time also it seems that it's not a singular event but it's possible that there might be a chain of events one triggered by the other which might have led to what we saw in chamoli you know huge amounts of water gushing in so it's possible that maybe a landslide caused an avalanche which caused a glough to happen and which then resulted in a flooding so it might be a sequence of events it might be a singular event all these things are you know, the different possibilities all these can happen all these kind of events do happen in the himalayas so uh, there are possibilities all kinds of possibilities being explored we'll get to know only when scientists are able to ascertain that the other thing that people are pointing to is the fact that uttarakhand which is an ecologically fragile area sees a lot of construction of roads of dams and bridges and that might have contributed to this latest incident but amitab says that at least right now construction activities don't appear to be directly linked to the event unlike in the 2013 disaster which later on uh, a lot of committees also found that you know the construction the unregulated construction in the state had aggravated the problem much more and that was also because when the water came in and it destroyed a lot of these uh, illegal and unregulated construction along the river all these washed away debris that only added to the momentum of water causing further destruction downstream so there was a much more direct connection in the previous disaster here what we know as of now the construction does not seem to be directly linked to the incident so far we have talked about glough cloudburst landslides and construction activities glough being the strongest of the possibilities but there is one more thing to consider of course there is another external pressure also present and that is the pressure from climate change that of course is much more directly connected with the incident because uh, as we know the retreating glaciers are a direct result of growing temperatures and as climate changes you'll see more and more glaciers retreating that would lead to formation of more and more glacial lakes and that would enhance the risk of similar kind of events In that sense Amitab says climate change seems a lot more directly connected to the incident than something like construction at least for now we may have to wait a few more days for experts to find the exact cause Amitab explains what they'll have to do next basically one thing that they will have to look for is whether there is this kind of a glacial lake somewhere in the vicinity which might have reached so most of the people that i've been speaking to they say nobody knows of an existence of such a lake uh, in that area so it's possible that 
this lake would have developed in the last few months. It might be a new lake. It's also possible that it might be a smaller lake, which is not detectable by satellite images. So these lakes that hundreds of them are supposed to be present in this state, not all of them are accessible by human beings. And it's not that people have actually gone and seen these lakes and documented it. Most of these lakes have been identified only through satellite images. And the scientists say that in this particular area, they don't see any such lake. But it is possible that these lakes go undetected even by satellite images. So maybe if the resolution is increased, you would find one. Or maybe they are hidden by some natural barriers, which is not getting detected by satellite images. So it is possible that an unknown lake exists. So the first task would obviously be to find out whether such a lake exists, which might have breached. And then scientists would go on to look at other things of what might have caused the lake to be breached. But if there is no lake to be found, then obviously they would be forced to look at other possibilities that might have led to this incident. You were listening to Three Things by The Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Shashank Bhargav, and as always was edited and mixed by our producer, Joshua Thomas. If you like this show, then you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it, share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can also tweet us at Express Audio and write to us at podcast at indianexpress.com. 